0: In downtown Memphis, Tennessee, right near the banks of the Mississippi River, there are a number of businesses, apartments, and skyscrapers. Basically all of the things that you would see, you know, in any other city.
1: But that's not what you'll notice first. Instead, you'll probably notice the 32-story oddity that you wouldn't expect to see in Memphis, let alone anywhere in America, a giant glass pyramid. The Memphis Pyramid is
0: actually one of the largest pyramids in the Northern Hemisphere and is, in fact, one of the 10 biggest pyramids in the world. But strangely, it's also the home of a Bass Pro Shop.
1: So iconic. (laughs) So iconic. (laughs) The twist you weren't expecting. So for those of you who don't know... Bass Pro Shop is a store that specializes in hunting and fishing and basically all things outdoors. They're also massive, like indescribably large, the size (laughs) of like two Walmarts. Okay, they're huge, multiple stories, all puns intended. They are wild. (laughs) They are crazy. And the
0: Memphis store is so big, it has a hotel inside, with rooms that look like cabins in a swamp, as well as a shooting range, an archery range, an underwater-themed bowling alley, an actual man-made swamp, and one of the tallest elevators
1: in America. This is literally American culture. <laughs> this is American this is our heritage. <laughs> I have never heard a more apt depiction of this country, to be honest. It's also not all that's inside of the pyramid. Number one, there are like tourist photo ops as well. This is a destination, but in the early 90s, a mysterious crystal skull — you heard me right — crystal skull was found within the pyramid. This was the start of the pyramid being referred to as the Tomb of Doom. The further we go in the story, the better it becomes, literally every time. And of course, because this is internet urban legends, all of this is tied to a massive Illuminati conspiracy theory.
0: Okay, but how much of this story is true? Well, the answer might actually shock you and us to our very cores. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood true believer. Southern gal with no fishing experience whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, my dad would take me, but like I would get too grossed out to touch the fish, so he would have to like unhook them and stuff.
1: I mean, that's fair. It's not a hot girl activity. (laughs) (laughs) I am Eleanor, your perpetually stubborn skeptic. Not really an outdoorsy girl, though Mm. I do love my copious number of plants and... I just went on a trip to Costa Rica and completed a hike and felt really good about myself. Was it under forty-five minutes? Yes, it was. But I had to use. Thank you. I had to use those little like ropes that were attached to you know like tall rocks to kind of propel myself at an angle. I felt like a fitness queen. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. She is an outdoorsman. Thank you. Maybe I am now qualified (laughs) to discuss. The world of Bass Pro Shop. You you could get your license to go into Bass
0: Pro Shop now.
1: I don't think, honestly, I don't (laughs) think I'd be a fisher, but maybe like a rock climber. I don't. Actually, as I'm saying that, I'm like already, the hair is standing up on the back of my neck. I don't know. (laughs) Together, we are the
0: Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet.
1: We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure. We are glad to have you guys along for the ride, because if we're talking about the Illuminati and we are going down, you guys are going down right along with us. We
0: are sliding down the slopes of the Memphis Pyramid as though it is a giant amusement park slide. Just straight to hell, straight to hell, straight to hell.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness.
1: That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon.
0: So you might be asking yourselves the very same question that Eleanor and I have been asking each other since we learned about this topic, which is why is there a massive pyramid in Memphis? Well, the Memphis Pyramid was originally planned by a man named Mark C. Hartz back in 1954. Hart's dreamed of building a complex of three pyramids on the banks of the Mississippi River. It was held up in planning for over 30 years for many, many reasons, but eventually everybody settled on just building one pyramid. This pyramid would in fact be one of the largest in the world. The project began in 1989, with the building officially opening to the public in 1991. The builders promised a huge opening day party, hoping the pyramid would be Memphis's answer to famous landmarks like the Gateway Arch in St. Louis or the Eiffel Tower in Paris. This was going
1: to be the landmark, the hallmark of Memphis, Tennessee, that being the giant <laughs> Pyramid. <laughs> and from the beginning, this project was a literal shit show. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if you're squeamish, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. It was plagued with problems from... Honestly, before it even opened its doors, like Loewy said, the project was delayed. A massive rainstorm delayed construction to the point that all of the plans to open shops and attractions were canceled. It honestly felt like the universe itself was like, please don't do this, Memphis. Like a wee it bag. Was, it was like, put the crystal skull back,
0: actually. Like they unearthed <laughs> the crystal skull, at least in my imagination. They unearthed the crystal
1: skull as they were building the pyramid. They said, huh, that's weird. And the universe said, put it back, put it back, put, put it back. Put it back. Right. Okay. So... When they were initially constructing this pyramid, there were so many ideas for what it could potentially be. They considered a music museum, big in the south, a radio Mm -hmm. station, a theme park, and a hard rock cafe. None of these things happened, but keep the hard rock cafe in mind for later. This is one of your favorite restaurants, so I know you're happy. I got so excited. Yeah. (laughs) We I love a little hard rock cafe moment. It's (laughs) it's ridiculous. Now, when the Memphis Pyramid did finally open in 1991, it was a music venue, a gigantic arena, essentially. And the grand opening included a concert by the country duo, the Judds. Unfortunately, there were too many people in the building, and the building had cut, like, a few corners in its design. What kind of corners, you might be asking? Lowy, what kind of corners do you think? Of course, the worst kind of corners imaginable. Remember, this is a shit show. So when too many people no. went to the restroom at the same time as you do at a concert, we all know those lines. All of the flushing toilets proved to be too much for the city's sewer system. The toilets backed up and it flooded the entire pyramid with sewage. It's unspeakably horrifying. SOS, help. What a debut. There's too many people already in there and now they are being flooded With sewage. And this is like, this is event number one. Like, oh no. (laughs) Like, this sets the scene.
0: oh no. This really does set the scene. Oh God. Unfortunately, this is just the beginning of the Pyramid's incredible, incredible history. And it really sets the scene for the Pyramid's failure. By 2004, the Pyramid had to close its doors, staying empty for a decade. But it wasn't for lack of trying. Several businesses eyed the building as a possible new home, but all of those potential deals fell through until 2008, when a tentative deal was reached with none other than Bass Pro Shop. They saw that pyramid and they said, that's ours, buddy. (laughs) Give me that building. Give me those awful, awful sewage pipes. Like, I want it. The agreement with the city was officially signed in 2010, and the new Bass Pro Shop finally opened in 2015.
1: Now, as we know on IUL, any building that sits empty long enough is destined to attract a few urban legends, especially one as large and as weird as the Memphis Pyramid. But the pyramid also had another reputation in town. Remember, we mentioned earlier on that the locals referred to this place as the Tomb of Doom. And I promise you guys aren't ready for the origins of the story because I personally was not. Now, this legend begins after a strange discovery on opening day back in 1991, but it really took off in 2012 because of none other than, and listen, we have talked about some depraved characters on this podcast, but perhaps none more so than Alex Jones. I'm honestly kind of shocked it's taken us this long to discuss this sad excuse for a man but honestly like we just don't really give airtime to such strange and depraved individuals
0: like a cryptid (laughs) cryptid on his own but not in a cool way honestly i have to agree sense
1: that like i don't know if he's ever left the basement
0: of his own mind i think he (laughs) rots there
1: For those of you who don't know, Alex Jones is an American radio show host who is infamous for his website Infowars, which promotes conspiracy theories, which, speaking very generously, can be described as pure misinformation. Info, they are not. And conspiracy theories in the fun way, they also are not. He doesn't cover The cute things, the fun things, the spooky ookies that we do on Internet Urban Legends. He's not one of the girls. No, he's not one of the girls. In fact, he is so far away from the—he's like the Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 90-foot pole. Yeah. Truly, he is unhinged. He claims, like, obviously false and malicious things. What he, I think, is most known for Mm. is that he believed that the U.S. government falsified the Sandy Hook shooting, that it, like, wasn't real. So he's obviously been, of course, heavily criticized. As of 2022, he has been banned from literally every platform you can possibly imagine, including Twitter. When asked in a recent tweet if he would ever reinstate Alex Jones's account, Elon Musk, of all people, responded with a simple no. No. In 2022, Alex Jones was ordered by a Connecticut jury to pay nearly $1 billion to the relatives of eight Sandy Hook victims and a former FBI agent for his just blatant and vicious lies to the public. Like even the government agrees, this guy sucks. He now is just like poor and I guess isn't allowed on the internet. So happy ending for everybody who isn't Alex Jones. It feels crazy to say that we're using him almost as a source Mm -hmm. for today's
0: episode, but a lot of this stems from, like, a video that Alex posted. So back in 2012, before he was essentially, like, Masty platformed, Alex Jones posted a YouTube video about the Memphis Pyramid titled Devil Pyramid Rotting in Memphis. I would have clicked on it. I would have clicked on it. If I didn't know who Alex Jones was back then, I would have been like, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) in the video he claims that the pyramid is cursed because the men who built the pyramid were occultists looking to further the illuminati's mind control schemes at one point during the video he shouts you failed your devil worship failed the hillbillies the country boys can survive the john deere hat wins you lose we win your big devil palace
1: is falling down (laughs) I hmm. <laughs> I was going to say I have so many questions, but actually I have none. I have none. I have no questions I and no commentary. None. Like, help? you have a question. Help. <laughs> actually, can you?
0: I want to get off the pyramid now. Um, I don't want to <laughs> slide down. I just want to leave. So this is all apparently in reference to the Illuminati losing to, like, bass pro shop so i guess he's saying like you failed you failed the good
1: boys win i I don't so he got like he's claiming they got outbid by bass pro shop because that's kind of funny it's kind of the illuminati sitting around a table being like god damn it the (laughs) (laughs) fisherman
0: the illuminati who supposedly built this massive pyramid for the sole purpose of capitalism is being like taken down by capitalism So it's all very weird. And then Alex Jones goes into this absolutely insane story about how supposedly a crystal skull was found inside of the pyramid and how the owner of the building said that this meant that the pyramid itself was cursed. Right. Insanity. Sheer insanity. And this is just Alex Jones being Alex Jones, right? Right? Oh, no. Up next, more on the mystery of the Memphis Pyramid's crystal skull and the crazy search that ensued for it.
3: In a world of deep fake technology, fake news, and revisionist history, how do we know the difference between what's official and what's just fishy? That's where we come in. Hi, it's Molly and Carter from the Spotify original from Parcast Conspiracy Theories. Every Monday and Wednesday, we examine the most controversial events in history because maybe there's so much more to the truth than we've been led to believe. From the mysteries of outer space to the secrets, lies, and possible cover ups occurring right under our noses, we explore every angle in search of the actual truth. We're not skeptics or theorists. We're curious, rigorous, and in the end, we
2: let you decide.
3: Catch new episodes of Conspiracy Theories each week. Follow and listen for free only on Spotify.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details.
0: All right. So I want to preface the upcoming story by saying that, of course, we do not – and would never take Alex Jones at his word. In fact, if he says something, I am more likely to believe it is incredibly untrue. As far as we know, the Memphis pyramid is not some kind of Illuminati hangout spot and it never was. It was just a really large failed arena that happened to have a strange shape. However, at the center of Alex Jones's weird argument about the Illuminati and this pyramid and the John Deere boys, I don't know is a very shockingly true story. A story about the time that people discovered a literal crystal skull inside of the Memphis Pyramid. Now this was a story that was widely reported in multiple local news sources, including the Memphis Flyer, who interviewed a man named Tom Jones. But is it just Alex Jones with a different first name? I was gonna say, is this Alex Jones with a mustache? Like what's <laughs> Tom Jones was a consultant working in the office of Shelby County's mayor, Bill Morris. He said that at this time, the partnership between the city and county and the developers of the Memphis Pyramid had collapsed, leaving the government in a state of what in the world are we supposed to do with this big ass pyramid? Eventually, they planned on turning it into a sporting arena and the pyramid opened again.
1: One day after the pyramid opened, Tom got a strange call from the company managing the pyramid. They said they had found a box welded to the top of the pyramid, and they asked him if he wanted to come see them take it down. Obviously, Tom wanted the tea. So Tom said, yeah, I want to come. So Tom and four other people from the mayor's office took a trip to the pyramid. They climbed the stairs to the glass top, and sure enough, there was a strange box welded to the glass. A maintenance man climbed up the ladder and managed to pry the box loose. The men took the box down to one of the building's conference rooms to open it. I can't imagine the anticipation. (laughs) One of Tom's friends from the mayor's office, he finally, like, he opens the box. And inside was another box. (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. Specifically, though, this was like this blue velvet-lined box. So it was luxe. The anticipation was somehow even higher. And surprisingly, This box was unlocked. When they opened it, out came a burst of dust that smelled like incense, and inside, covered by a velvet cloth, was dun dun dun, the famous crystal skull. Tom describes it, interestingly, as the size of a fist, so tiny skull, little skull. Everyone involved was as confused
0: as we are at this point. Why had someone put it there? Tom remembers asking. After some deliberation, Tom Jones was put in charge of the skull. I feel
1: like all common sense says put it back. Put it back. Put it back at the top of the pyramid. If you were given a quest, would you turn it down? So rare. In this economy? (laughs) You know what? Honestly, honestly... If I was given ownership of
0: the crystal skull, I probably would have taken it as well. Actually, I'm lying. I'm lying. I do feel like it could have unleashed a plague of horrors upon our nation. However, I understand and support Tom in this decision. (laughs) Tom took the crystal skull over to the Shelby County Administration Building and locked it up in a safe. After asking around for a few weeks with no leads, Tom finally discovered the strange truth behind the pyramid's crystal skull. So, remember earlier when we said there was supposed to be a hard rock cafe inside of the pyramid? Well, it turns out that the founder of the hard rock cafe was a man named Isaac Tigrett, and he had placed the crystal skull at the top of the pyramid. Here's what you need to know about Isaac Tigrett. He's a deeply spiritual man, a devotee of an Indian guru known as Satya Sai Baba, who Isaac credited with saving his life after a serious car accident. Apparently, Baba had given Isaac the skull, along with specific instructions on how it should be aligned in regards to the, quote, cosmic impact it could have at the top of the pyramid. So now we do have capitalist pyramid, we do, we have a hard rock cafe that never even made it in there. Mm-hmm. And now it turns out that somebody was aligning a crystal skull, at the very tippy top, for cosmic
1: implications. And those cosmic implications could potentially be horrifying. Because mm-hmm. when Isaac heard that the skull had been removed, he was so startled. He reportedly said, quote, they have no idea what they've done. Harrowing. I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm never visiting. I'm never never visiting. I'm the fast pro shop anti. Now, Isaac immediately asked for the skull to be returned, but Tom said no. Their contract with the developer said that anything permanently built into the structure became the property of the city and the county government. One of the pyramid's developers was Isaac's brother, John, who begged the then mayor, Bill Morris, for the skull back, and eventually the mayor relented. Reluctantly, Tom returned the skull back to Isaac, and it was allegedly never seen again.
0: I just want to say that when we first started talking about the crystal skull, when we first looked into this episode, I very much so thought like, oh, somebody planted a crystal skull in this place and people are freaking out. Like, that's so funny. Which is, which is true. What happened, yes. <laughs> but it's so much crazier that it was like welded at the top of the pyramid. I thought that this was just going to be like on the counter, on one of the Bass Pro Shop counters. Sure. Like one day they would just walk in and there was a crystal skull and mm-hmm. it's become the stuff of urban legend that's on the internet. So we talk about it on the podcast. However,
1: this is like kind of insane. Yeah, like it's not a movie prop. That was my guess going into that this. That was mine too. It was some kind of movie prop that somebody had left there and it happened to be a dank. And then when we found out it was on day one that they found it, I was like, mm, confusion. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely a weirder story than I imagined. And it has so many layers. Even though the unboxing of the crystal skull was said to be captured on video and the
0: skull was said to be photographed, no authenticated images of it are known to exist. Every bit of information about the skull comes from multiple first-hand stories. These stories have been verified by media outlets, but that's all they are now, stories. However, something Isaac Tigrett said stuck with Tom Jones for over 30 years. Apparently, Isaac said, quote, well, they found one of them. As it turns out, according to Isaac himself, the skull was just one of several crystal and mystical objects placed throughout the building. The others, well, they've never been found. Now, in Isaac's defense, he later told the New York Times that most of Tom Jones's story is complete nonsense, but he still didn't deny placing the skull or other trinkets. Still, the story of Isaac Tigret and the Crystal Skull is a story that persists to this day, leading many to call the Tomb of Doom one of the very most cursed places in Memphis. What do you think, Eleanor? What? Where are we? Oh my gosh!
1: Literally, where are <laughs> we, bestie? I think that mentally, I'm in the Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I don't want to be anywhere near it because some like really tragic and questionable stuff has happened there leading a bunch of people to believe that it's cursed. For instance, there were reports of an actual death in the pyramid involving a stagehand who fell from the rigging, which is obviously very sad, but alone wouldn't be cause for a curse. Mm -hmm. Then in 2016, shortly after the Bass Pro Shop opened its doors, two people were sadly shot at a bar around the corner from the Memphis pyramid and the shooter then ran to the parking lot mm. of the Bass Pro Shop and shot an employee. Now, why am I bringing up these stories? Because they are often cited as proof of the Bass Pro Shop Memphis Pyramid being cursed in some way. Now, other than the stagehand, none of these things actually happened inside the pyramid, but I think people, you know, want to draw conclusions and want to draw patterns. This is something we see like obviously in this case, but everywhere. It's something called confirmation bias, which is the idea that if you have a deep belief in something, if you are someone like Alex Jones, Mm -hmm. you can only pay attention to the things that you consider evidence and you ignore everything that disproves it. So how many millions of people go to this Bass Pro Shop, right? And like we've had these tragedies, which are very sad, but percentage wise or like if you're really afraid of flying you know one terrible plane accident can make you feel like you're really in danger even though how many thousands of flights go off a day
0: Unfortunately, if you go looking for an accident or an incident anywhere, you're going to find something. There's always going to be something happening at a different corner of the world. And yes, this is like creepy, like it's a creepy big pyramid and I understand why, like it's it's spooky scary, but accidents happen every single day and it makes sense that they happen in a large city such as Memphis, just around a very big landmark. That being said, the crystal skull. The crystal skull. The crystal skull. I still have questions. (laughs) A lot of questions. But weirdly, like none that I can even voice. It's just like, why? What was it? I do wish that there was a bit more information from Isaac. And obviously, this is all coming from the mouth of Tom Jones, who seemingly just like sprouted the
1: story back to reporters. I think there are other people who have also spoken to reporters mm-hmm. because there are a bunch of media outlets that have reported on this, and seemingly there's more than one firsthand account. Mm-hmm. Isaac, interestingly, he says the story has been sensationalized. We know he's like, most of this is BS. But Forbes looked into this and they cross checked the story with the president of Memphis Tourism, who does admit that some of the details might be a little salacious. Okay. The drama might be upped a little, but the bare story of the crystal skull found in the pyramid and returned to Isaac, that is all true. So this man did, Do we even have to say allegedly he's not denying it? No, he's not Place denying Place this it. crystal skull yeah. inside this Memphis landmark for like spiritual cosmic reasons. And now we know it's been removed. Implications? <laughs> Eyebrows <laughs> raised? Yeah, I don't like it. I think for me, like the biggest
0: question that I have at the very end of this is like, what was it actually supposed to do? Is it like a good luck, a good fortune charm or something like that? Like, I guess it's because I'm kind of a witchy, spiritual kind Mm -hmm. of person. So I always find like practices like this so interesting. Like, for example, and this is not something coming from an Indian guru or (laughs) a crystal skull at the top of the Bass Pro Shop, but I have like little bells and stuff when you enter my home where like, if you're a bad spirit, the bells are going to ward you off or whatever. Like, is it something like that? Is it to bring good fortune to the building? Is it I to mean, ward off
1: the Illuminati themselves? Are they terrified of crystal skulls? That's, listen, I like to hope that Isaac had pure intentions here. And if you do too, there's a change.org petition. <laughs> that you can sign at home. I think it has under 50 signatures right now, but we can change that, besties. If you believe in Isaac and believe in the crystal skull, there is this petition to put it back at the top of the pyramid. I need Isaac to speak up a little bit more about the intentions of this crystal if we're gonna put it back in a public space. But honestly, I trust him. I kind of side with him. We wanna know what you guys think about today's
0: episode. Do you think that the crystal skull should be put back at the top of the pyramid? will you be signing the change.org petition? Let us know all over social media by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loey and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify.
1: Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at ParCast on Instagram and at ParCast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from ParCast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound designed by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Meira and Tracy Levy.
0: Research and script writing provided by Jed Bookout.
1: And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes. A.K.A. The Gruesome Twosome.
3: Hi, it's Carter and Molly from Conspiracy Theories. This February, join us for two standout specials. First, celebrate Super Bowl Sunday with a two-parter on one of the most dominant and dubious teams in history, the New England Patriots. Then, a two-part Valentine's special on the mysterious murder of Charles Walton. Journey back with us nearly 80 years as we comb through the details and rumors surrounding his death Pitchfork, Witchcraft, and all. Catch new episodes of Conspiracy Theories every
2: Monday and Wednesday. Follow and listen for free only on Spotify.